0: The most beautiful place in the world, where a tar-heel blue sky blankets Murphy on its way to the Tennessee border. It's a long way from Raleigh and the Outer Banks, but we're living in Carolina, too. In fact, you might call it Extreme Carolina. With more, here's Michael Borkman. Welcome, welcome, everyone, to Extreme Carolina, the show that focuses on great people with great stories who prove in their everyday lives that anything is possible. We we strive to bring you relatable life lessons from interesting and inspiring people as they live out their purpose on this earth. Folks, get ready. It's Time for some good news that you can use and talk about some good news. We got some fantastic news here today. Uh, we have a uh, recently become a friend of ours, and uh, she's an amazing lady. Her name is Terry Magro. She's an RN, and she's also an MA, and she's worked with the uh, St. Francis Hospital for many, many years uh, before switching gears. But anyway, before we get to that, we want to talk a little bit about her being the VP of the Michael Magro Foundation. That is amazing, amazing foundation that uh, her and Paul, her husband, put together. And so we just want to welcome, let's give her a hearty, hearty welcome, welcome, a fantastic Extreme Carolina welcome. Good morning, Terry.
1: Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Carolina. It's a pleasure uh, to be with you again. It's always great. I appreciate it. So the Michael Magro Foundation uh, was founded to honor our son, Michael, who passed away Mm -hmm. from cancer at the age of 13 in 2004. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So living through that nightmare, um, Paul and I it really went through quite the journey because both of our sons, Michael, were diagnosed within three months of each other. Oh, my goodness. And then we lost Michael. Um, so mm-hmm. we realized... Of course, you can't bring him back, but you want to honor his memory. And we want to honor his memory by cherishing Mark, who is a cancer survivor, and also helping other families that are struggling uh, with children battling cancer and other uh, chronic pediatric illnesses. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know... We, we had a lot of people and family that were helping us and we realized that these resources were necessary. So the foundation was mm-hmm. created to help a need that we saw as we were walking through our journey. And uh, we've never looked back. It's 16 years that we're um, a nonprofit foundation with an all-volunteer board. And basically, right. basically the mission is um, to, yes. to better the lives of children with cancer and pediatric survivors and their families and other mm-hmm. pediatric chronic illnesses. Because a lot of other things happen as a result or, or it's a chronic illness not related to cancer. So, right. you know, oftentimes if you have a child going through treatment, sure. one parent has to leave a job. Um, mm-hmm. and now you have to cover all these expenses, which are exponentially yes, higher, right? And now your mm-hmm. salary went down and your expenses went up. So what we Ooh. learned, you know, firsthand, uh, what we learned was, was that very, you know, uh, fact and, and you're overburdened with all of these costs and, you know, transportation mm-hmm. to and from treatment, paying household mm-hmm. utility bills, um, yeah. You know, expenses that everyone is struggling to pay because you've either lost a salary, took a reduction in a salary. Um, so that's where we stepped in and we felt that the foundation would cover these expenses to ensure that the families can focus on their top priority, which is their child's mm-hmm. health. And there are Absolutely. other children, you know, that are involved in, in, in the family unit because we can't forget the siblings of, of all of these mm-hmm. children that are that are in treatment. So we um, yeah. we reach out to social workers, and social workers reach out to us at pediatric oncology mm-hmm. practices all over the United States, and then we work with mm-hmm. them to pay the bills, whether it's their um, their internet, you know, bill, their telephone, wireless phone bill, their utility utility bill, parking at the hospitals, you know, parking in New York where i am mm-hmm. could be, you know, 40-50 dollars a day. Oh, and you know that's <laughs> <laughs> I get bills sometimes from parking receipts that are three hundred dollars. You know, so oh my, yeah, yeah, you what know, so
0: about a minute or what? yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> I feel like that sometimes, <laughs> but uh, you know, these types of things when you don't have that kind of finances behind mm-hmm. you, really, you know, really mm-hmm. take you take you off your mark because this isn't something sure. that's a, a month long process. This is something that could conceivably be if Michael had survived with Luke leukemia his treatment course and the treatment course for leukemia nationwide is um two and a half Mm -hmm. years give or take so you've got a you know you've got a long you know a long haul ahead of you and um it's tough to plan it's tough to plan so um you've really got to think on your feet
0: yes you know and that that's something that you know when a parent hadn't never experienced this I mean, that's got to be a shock on both ends. You know, you're shocked that your kid has this leukemia thing. And then on top of that, you got this back end uh, that you have to take care of. Correct. You know, which is crazy. Yeah. You know, one of the things that you just said blows my mind is parking. I can't believe parking. I remember the day you pull up next to a meter, you put a quarter in. <laughs> you, you're just talking about three hundred dollars,
1: man. Pa- parking for a quarter gets you about twenty minutes, and, and then if you don't get back out there to put put another couple of quarters in, you have a ticket. Yeah, uh, you, you know, so it's it's something you don't need, and you know there are no. it. it just brings you to your knees, Michael. That's that's really what happens because you can't even believe you're going through this, and now you know you're you've got a parking ticket. But that's just one thing. We buy a lot of supermarket gift cards. We buy a lot of gas gift cards. Walmart, Target. Yeah. You know, just pl- nice. just to help people with their nice. with their day to day. You know, just to put food on the table uh, can yeah. can be a challenge. It it really yeah. is. It it truly
0: is. And you guys learn this stuff. First hand. I mean, first hand plus. I mean, you were right there. But, But what I would like to ask a question about, and I'm sure a lot of people would also, is that Michael's brother, during this initial time, how did that play out in your family?
1: Well, that was the difficult, Uh, you know, Mark was diagnosed first. Mark was 11 and he was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. So he was almost to the end of his treatment course, which was a lot shorter. Uh, Back in 2004, it was about six, seven months, eight months worth of treatment. Now it's shrunk down a little bit because research has seen Mm -hmm. they didn't need as much, but he was coming to the end of it. So, you know, there was a lot of survivor guilt, a lot of of Mm problems. Mm-hmm. Problems, um you know that that face these kids and you know mark had to work through a lot of things but god bless him Michael he's a strong mm-hmm. strong person and uh nice. you know he his his faith along with our faith has you know brought him to where he's extremely successful he's going to be 28 in a couple of weeks um, and very successful nice. at, at his job but it it took it took him to his knees losing his brother they were 28 months apart mm-hmm. and very close mm-hmm. you know And and their friends, you know, they they had a a nice mix of friends and they all hung out together. Mm -hmm. But I have to say, Mark's friends are extremely supportive from from day one, from the day this all happened, right straight through. And now we're seeing Michael's friends and Mark's friends uh, very involved Mm -hmm. in the foundation. Which is fantastic. Actually, our honoree at our golf mm. outing, which is June tenth this year, um, uh-huh. is one of Mark's very good friends, Ryan Dempsey, um, and that's that's a testimonial to you know to Ryan, and certainly you know a testimonial to uh, you know Mark and and all all of his friends that are so involved. Uh, it's it's just that is it,
0: fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's it's really. It's really, really great because these young people have an understanding for philanthropy and giving back, and they've grown up with this because they've had to do community service mm-hmm. for you know mm-hmm, for years mm-hmm. through you know through their own uh, life. So they're very involved well, in it, is. and they un- they understand it. And you know, passing mm-hmm. forward is really what what they're uh, what they're all about. So it's um, you yeah. know, it's it's great.
0: Yeah. That's, that is great. It sounds like that, uh, uh, Mark had a great support system in terms of friends, people his own age and stuff like that. Uh, but I wonder how, is that like the norm or is that, uh, extra or just not special? I mean, because I'm sure that cannot happen every time with every family.
1: I, I'm, I'm sure not. Uh, you know, I don't know exactly, but I I was just extremely grateful that we've had that support and and to this day we still see a lot of uh Michael's friends who are now um Michael last year was would have been 30, so he'd be 31 this November 3rd. Um so his Amen. friends are all the same 30 31. He was a little bit older in his class because of his November birthday. Um, But Mm -hmm. they're all married Not all, but a a great amount of them are married They have families, they have great jobs And they're still very connected to Paul and I And to Mark Um, Mark really sees uh, one of Michael's very good friends, Peter He sees him, Mark lives in Manhattan and, And Peter has since moved out of that borough But he's in Long Island City and mm-hmm. um, you know it's it's fantastic that they have that camaraderie and they're able to to talk about things. You know, you talk about things on a different level when mm-hmm. you're talking with your peer sure. and um, reminiscing. Yes. Like nobody has let Michael's uh, memory fade. And that I am Amen. very, very appreciative uh, too. So I've you know, COVID has kind of okay. pushed us apart a little bit. So hopefully this spring we'll be able to have uh, a little backyard reunion crank with Michael's yeah. friends.
0: Yeah, crank it back. Crank it, up. it back Man, up. You got, you the, golf got it. the golf tournament coming back up too, or coming up in June, I
1: think. Yeah, June tenth for the golf. Yeah, tournament.
0: Yeah, June Ju- June tenth. Okay, Awesome. Well, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but what we want, we're getting ready to come up on a break. We got to, you know, you got to get them sponsors in there because none, they'll get upset and never come (laughs) back. So we want to keep, we don't want them upset. We want (laughs) to give them their due, uh, because without them, we wouldn't be able to do That's the truth. So, uh so we want to so jump off right here or just jump to the side and we'll be right back when we do come back we're going to talk about Terry a little bit I mean pull the the, the the curtain back and let's look at this amazing wonderful woman and mother and see what she has done during the last 20 years of her life but anyway <laughs> don't go away folks we'll be right back with Extreme Carolina Tar Heel Basketball Cam's Panthers Asheville's eclectic nightlife and the Great Smoky Mountains, it belongs to us, too, out here in extreme Carolina. Once again, here's Michael Borkman. Be sure to visit our brand new website, michaelborkman.com, to access exclusive online content including over 150 episodes of previous content for free. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Extreme Carolina. And lastly, if you don't want to miss an episode with our amazing guest, and trust me, you don't, you can now subscribe to our podcast and let the new episodes come to you automatically. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your shows. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to Extreme Carolina. Today, our guest is uh, Terry Magro. She is the VP of the Michael Magro Foundation. And they do things to help kids with lymphoma and, and Hodgkin's and things of that nature. Of course, I think that's the same thing, but i tell you how much I know. But anyway, the, uh, you know, there's childhood cancer that comes up and they have an, org- they have an organization that 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 helps people with that. So now, but anyway, as we stated before the break, we want to talk about Terry a little bit. Now, Terry, you had a nursing, or should I say have (laughs) a nursing degree, you're an RN, so that kind of helped you in the beginning through this process, would you say? Yep. I totally, totally, Michael.
1: I, you know, it was a blessing and a curse at the same time because when uh, when the boys got sick, I, you know, totally understood what was going on. And as I'm reading their reports, I'm understanding a little bit more the severity of how uh, sick Michael really was uh, in a very short period of time. You know, it uh, started out with a flu, which they diagnosed as pneumonia and from pneumonia within a week it went to this leukemia diagnosis so you know being being a clinical Mm -hmm. person um you know helped but i had to put that clinical hat you know, aside for a little bit because I was, I was mom, you know, and, and so I had to be the mother and the advocate for these kids. But honestly, you know, my, my career in nursing goes, goes back to 1975. So I've been a nurse for a a very long time. Pediatrics was not Mm -hmm. my area. It was always adult surgery, um, which I absolutely loved, but, uh, you certainly, you know, learn a lot about pediatrics in a short amount of time. Um because it was it was do. certainly certainly a while. But you know, that that as you mentioned really set the foundation for me because I did understand and I was able to speak to the social workers and the care managers and I'm a um mm-hmm. a clinical specialist and I have my masters from NYU. Um, so I'm very familiar with the care management and working with insurance companies and et cetera. So I could put the puzzle together and be an advocate. Mm -hmm. So as we were walking through this, I was able to help some of the other families with insurance issues, as Mm -hmm. well as the social workers. And it, it was really Mm -hmm. kind of a, a stepping stone, um, for me and in my career, you know a portion of it of course was was very involved clinically and that's how i started but i transitioned into medical sales and i i did that for you know the better part of 20 years so when i was doing mm-hmm. that you know you learn a lot of different skills about business and sales and philanthropy and working you know with teams in a whole different manner sure. right And that's, Mm -hmm. that's really the experience that I took to start this in uh, this, this organization. It was, that was my vision to be able to see that I had to be, uh, that I had to be able to utilize all of my skill set, clinical, business, philanthropy, and really blend Mm -hmm. this. So when Michael passed away, I said to Paul, we need to start. And then he's like, I don't know even where to start. I said, I, I've, I've got it. Uh, I've got <laughs> it. And we put a board together and we started getting out there. And, um, uh, our mission was to help the family. So that was my, my mantra. And that's how, you know, we started and that's how we do it. So every hospital sure. I talk to to this day, um, that's, that's mm-hmm. really what we talk about is the families not donating brick and mortar to the hospital
0: there you go there you go i like that because that was where i was going to go next is that your experience you just have been made in your life for this mission i mean things have fell into place you did educational wise experience your work everything led you to being on this board now you're just one person Uh, The board that you're part of on the uh, Magros Foundation board, uh, that board has to have people similar to you as well as other areas. Is that true? Oh, abso- no. Absolutely.
1: It- you know, the, the strength of the organization is in the team and, and is in the board. And each one of the board members comes from a slightly different background. But, um, the, you know, mm-hmm. they are uh, encouraged to, you know, to help with fundraisers and to, you know, to get involved. And, and they're empowered. You know, as as a nurse, you want to empower people to be the best that they can. And the, the board yes. survives. And grows, and we have grown exponentially in the past. Uh, you know, we're mm. we're almost at the three million dollar mark of what we've uh, brought in for wow. the foundation since mm. its inception. And it's an all volunteer board, mm. so you know each one of these people has a passion for the for the mission, and they have a passion for what they like. So they'll run a sporting event, they'll run a car show, they'll help with the golf outing. Uh, everybody does something different, but they're all ambassadors in their own way. And
0: that's... It it's
1: it's that remarkable team and being able to uh, to pull people together and to enjoy things. It's not all business. It's you know it's friendships that have developed yeah. and those friendships have led led to business connections. And the name of the game, uh, as you know, is networking. And so that's that's what yeah. we all do. And as we do that, we're ambassadors at the same time to getting the mission of the mm-hmm. foundation out to the public and to other hospitals, right. um, really across the United States. We, we've really grown fantastic. a lot.
0: Yeah. You know, that, that's amazing. The Speaking of grown, uh, I want to kind of switch gears here just a little bit. And because you're not always 100% of the time, even though your mind probably never leaves your work with the foundation, but yeah. you do. And, you know, we got Paul in the back saying, okay, honey, we ain't had a vacation. We need to
1: da-da-da-da-da.
0: i am sure he does that. But anyway, but my question to you is this. So people can know a little bit more about Terry. Now, in your spare time, the little that you do have, can you just kind of tell us, what is it that you do? you like to read, like watch TV, movies, go walking? What is it that about you that the people, uh, they they like to know? Yeah.
1: For? So, you know, Paul. Paul is a chef. And uh, we oh. do we do a lot of entertaining, which is a big social piece for us. Um, you know, recently with COVID, it's been cut a little bit, but uh, we, we love to have sure. groups of people over. Um, uh, you know, I do some reading, but, um, you know, I'll watch a couple of these crazy shows on TV. Love to walk, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> d- trying to get back into the walking mode, which is great. And uh, we love, you know, yeah. little vacations and big vacations. You know, we, we want to... Get in the car and just take a weekend and go away. Uh, the end of June yeah. of 2020, I actually retired from NYU Langone, Long Island. So, yeah. uh, you know uh, thank you. So, you know, I retired at the pandemic state, but uh, but it's okay. You know, we're now gearing up yeah. for uh, some fun things. We're we're doing a few changes in the backyard, and uh, we'll be able to entertain outside with neighbors. You know, love to keep the connections going i'm uh, i'm very much a connecting kind of person whether it's i'm on the phone yes, all the sure. time and you know just reaching mm-hmm. out to say hey how are you uh doesn't have to have you know a cause to the call just say hello just just right. say, hello. Keep, say hello keep in touch that's well, you know that's what i yeah. what i love to do and um pull people together well
0: that's yeah. great and now i did not know that Paul was a chef. Now, is he a chef at a business that people pay him, <laughs> or is he just...
1: Uh, well, mm, he uh, a professional <laughs> chef for uh, for well over 25 years, and then he transitioned oh. into uh, teaching culinary, and he taught at um, um, it's the Board of Cooperative Education, which is a state-run for New York State. Uh, it's called BOCES, Board of Cooperative Education, and it's uh, culinary for high school juniors and seniors. And he held that position nice. uh, for 26 years, and absolutely loved it. And uh-huh. we, and in our travels, going to different places, a lot of his students graduated from where he mm-hmm. went, which was the Culinary Institute of America, and they are, you know, renowned chefs in their own right in different restaurants all over the United States. He so would. when we go places, a lot of times he'll reach out and say, you know, um, we're coming into town, right. um, I mean, and then it's it, right. it's so fantastic. <laughs> and such a rewarding piece for paul to see these kids when they were 17 yeah. and weren't quite sure if they were interested in cooking or not and then see them having gone through <laughs> culinary school and now a you know a great chef in yeah. their own right so he does all the cooking michael i don't cook at all um not at all yeah, no oh no, no. i'm very good at reservations though so um love to go out we we love to go out to dinner um he loves to go to different places yeah. so uh, we do we do a lot of a lot of that and uh mark yeah. has a culinary degree as well my son and uh after culinary school he went to drexel oh, really? and he got his uh his bachelor's from uh, drexel in uh, hospitality and business so uh he, oh, so i have so two chefs that's
0: what he's doing there. he's not a- Oh, so he's a chef now well. Well,
1: Mark didn't, um, he wanted the degree, but he decided more of the business track. So that's why he transferred after he went to two years of the Culinary Institute and then completed um, his education at Drexel in uh, Philadelphia. And he absolutely, you know, loves the business side and the you know, so he works as a uh, a project manager right now. He's got a you know, yeah, you loves go. it. Loves it, which which is great. That's
0: fantastic. Yeah. Well I tell you what, that part where you said that uh Paul does all that you don't cook at home, I'm gonna <laughs> 'cause I am out i do not want my wife to hear that. <laughs> anyway, that's good. That's fantastic. I love it. I mean, I'm sure women, all the women are America, <laughs> yay! Anyway, uh, so that is fantastic, Terry. I, we really, really love. It. Now, be, before we get too too sidetracked, I, I want to find out just a little bit because it hadn't been all, you know, sunshine and roses for you guys no. in this uh, no. this track. You know, so what I would like to hear, and, and I'm sure the listeners would also, is that can you tell us about a time? Doing this from the beginning all the way up to now that you had a really, really setback, a huge setback that set you back. You just didn't know. How you were going to come out of it, but then you did. So can you tell us about well, that? It that
1: wasn't, I, I can't say we had a huge setback, but at the beginning, uh, you know, you struggle a little bit trying to build up the foundation and network yourself with people and right. trying to get donations and trying to get a foothold with corporations it took a long, long time. And at one point, you weren't really sure mm-hmm. if you were going to sustain. But uh, sure. the, you know, the yeah. the more the longer you stay in existence, uh, the better it is for these companies because you know, rightfully so, corporations sure. are hit up by a million different people of nonprofits for right, All exactly, and so they're yeah. looking and saying, well, you know, you've been around a year, two years, you know, what's your bank account look like? Yeah. What are you doing? That's and so right. e- yeah. you know, you need to build that. It's you know, if you build them, if you build it, they will come. Right? So. You know, the first exactly. couple of years, we were uh, determined b- beyond belief to not fall into the statistic of having a small 501c3 close within the first couple of years. So by the time we hit mm-hmm. like year five, um, it, it really started to blossom. And I had to let yeah. go of doing absolutely everything because it's my personality <laughs> to, uh, to be total, in total control, right? So I, I had to then yeah. start to bring people on uh, year five, six, seven, eight, that would um, help with social media, help with the web, you know, website, develop it, grants, Mm -hmm. things of that nature. Because I was trying to write some of these grants and they were falling flat on their face. It's an art and a science Mm -hmm. to writing a grant.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and you can 't be doing a million other things while you 're trying to do right that
1: either. exactly you know, exactly so and and that, social that, media that I, I you tell up. you the people that do social media and and web and you know all of the marketing type of thing uh you know kudos to all of them because they have to be God yeah bless them. <laughs> honest to God, you know you and I have talked about this it, it 's it's, it's, it's a constant yeah. you know touch you have to sure. touch people all the time but not too much mm-hmm. because if you hit them too much, then it's annoying. So it's a very exact, fine balance. And and I've been very fortunate to find that balance with, um, mm-hmm. uh, with the marketing people, RGD marketing that I use um, here, here in New nice. York. So it's great. And, you know, a grant writer that, you know, they, they send out uh-huh. sure. uh, well, so many grants to, you know, to, to, grab onto one or two. But sure. I uh, we work sure. with Investors Bank, which is um, probably mostly New York, New Jersey based, a very, very well renowned community bank that helps um, mm-hmm. helps nonprofits. And I was fortunate enough to be introduced to one of their vice presidents. And after a couple of years of, of knowing them and working with them, um, uh, Mike Billia mm-hmm. joined our board and it's been fantastic nice. relationship. So, you know, you have have to uh walk before you run and um, yes, you know you i do. always say mm-hmm. you know slow and steady wins the race so every, every, time, time. every time and that's why okay. now we're expanding you know a little bit more as we mentioned before to hospitals all over and mm-hmm. i love to see the day when i can literally go to oregon and see the hospital i'm working with on a you know weekly basis and you know, come to Carolina mm-hmm. and, you know, talk to you guys and meet. What I look for are connections with social workers in pediatrics in different hospitals, uh, pediatric oncologists, but mostly the social workers, because at the end of the day, those are the people that mm-hmm. are making the referrals and the people that I need to connect yep. with. So, um, I, you know, I enjoy any of so those true. types of introductions.
0: That is fantastic, you know, that you do that. And, you know, and, and while people are, are hearing this, you know, as we get ready to wind this up, the, you, you are a busy hands-on person. You have, I, you, you, you told me about it, but I read it in black and white. You've done so many things. I mean, you've been gotten awards from all kinds of places. I even like the one where it says, uh, long island's top 50 yeah minutes. i mean you were <laughs> in that you know i'm like you probably had never even heard of it and they called you up probably said, hey we're gonna it's so,
1: gonna it's give you a so true it's so true we're up for i'm up for i should say a leadership <laughs> award with the uh, imagine awards which is run by uh Cerini and uh, associates on long island so um i'm i'm hoping that maybe yeah. that comes because it just gives a little more credibility <laughs> um and it that's what does. that's what we're all it about does.
0: Well, I tell you what—you definitely got a lot of credibility already. I mean, and, and to get more, I mean that's just making that icing be a little <laughs> bit higher on that cake, and uh, so that is fantastic. And I am glad and honored to be able to know you and, and to get to speak with you, as I'm sure our listeners will be. Now, if people want to get in touch with you, in for two ways: one, just say hello, how you doing? And two, would you? Don't say no to the first one. But two, if they wanted to donate time, mm-hmm. money,
1: how would well, the they website, Michael,'s really the easiest? and there's a donate button on a couple of pages. So it's uh Michael Magro, M A G R O Foundation dot com. Michael Magro Foundation dot com. And my email to talk to me direct is T Magro at Magro dot com. So um that's, Dave. that's really the, you All know, right. the easiest way to get in touch with me. And, and, you know, I, I always say, God forbid there's a family. Referral, but we're there to help them all. I don't, you know, those are the referrals that are always harder, especially when you know the people. But um, if there is a family out there that someone of your listeners knows is struggling and their child is a pediatric cancer uh, patient, uh, send Mm -hmm. me an email. And then what I do is I follow up with that email and ask for the hospital that the child's being treated at and the social workers name and number nice. and then I, i'll mm-hmm. take it from there and help them because um we have to vet everybody as you would well imagine absolutely so we we just sure, have to sure. go through that process and uh, once we get that social mm-hmm. worker they'll tell us exactly what the needs are and then they'll send us the bills that the families need to help with and we pay those directly mm-hmm. so uh it's um you nice. know we'll pay it right to you know to the utility to the, company, to the right provider. to wh- whoever uh-huh. the vendor uh-huh. is, um, you know,
0: yeah, fantastic. Okay, well, I tell you what, you know, we gosh, I wish we had more time, but we're out of it now. I mean, I said that the last time <laughs> we interviewed, he <laughs> just run out of time. But you, you, your organization is so amazing, so fantastic, and we're gonna put all of those connections in our social media posts, and so, and we'll have them on our website as well as on this recording itself. So we just want to thank you once again, Terry, for being on Extreme Carolina. And, uh, and, and it's been a blessing to have you not once but
1: twice yeah. on our show. Thank, thank you, you so Michael. I truly appreciate the, uh, the, the first invitation and, and certainly the second invitation. So it is, um, it is really my honor to, uh, to be part of this group. And I thank you once again for inviting me to your podcast.
0: Well, it is our pleasure. And so, folks, with that, we got to get out of here. But ultimately, Extreme Carolina is committed to you, our listeners. To bring you leaders and newsmakers like Terry here, Terry Magro, uh, that are passionate and purpose-driven and making a difference by listening to their stories, Extreme Carolina listeners will have an opportunity to refuel, reconnect, and get inspired by unlocking the power of the people. Folks, we're going to end it with a quote of the week. Here we go. The end of it. positive quote of the week. Living in the moment means letting go of the past and not waiting for the future. It means living your life consciously, aware of each moment you breathe, is a gift. Well, folks, there it is. We loved it. We've had Terry Maglow today. We really appreciate her and her foundation, family, and everything. We got to get out of here. But I tell you what, as we always say, everybody be blessed. Peace. And we have